0: This episode is brought to you by the wine for bodacious gals like us. Be bold,
1: be outspoken, be bodacious. Welcome back Back to to Potty Talk, Talk, the the podcast podcast where we should talk ourselves. ourselves. I'm Jack. And I'm Tor. And we have missed you. It's in like what two weeks and it feels like two months I know it's so crazy and time moves in such specific ways in quarantine I would and agree. it just feels wild but I'm glad we're back this is what I would like to call a new season you know Jack and I get into fights about how we <laughs> decide what season is what season but hey I'm gonna call this season three and just welcome to season three how are we only
0: on season three we should be like on season eight <laughs> by your standards but I don't know I will it's agree wild. it does
1: feel like a new season
0: of potty talk right now love that and I'm very excited about it me too speaking of seasons i think we've rolled into holiday season we had halloween with what feels like two months ago now but it was only a few weeks ago and then as soon as halloween is over we roll very swiftly into christmas we have a christmas tree up there We put up a Christmas tree the night of Halloween.
1: I know. How are you feeling about the holidays? Well, we are that crowd that puts up trees too early. And I hope we do acknowledge it. I was on a, a work call yesterday and I kind of outed myself and said that my tree was up and multiple people on the Zoom call definitely gave me the eyes. You know what I'm saying? And they all said that you have to wait until after American Thanksgiving. Which, yeah, that seems like a reasonable timeline, but not in my world. I need a little vibe check. I agree. I'm completely alive. We used to have, this is the most Jacqueline
0: Caledonia story. Um, we used to have light up night in Caledonia and that would be the night that you would light up your lights for the first time. What month is that? December? I think it's December 1st. We would have like a, yes. a Santa Claus parade in the town and then that's the night that the old mill, um, would light up. Wow. And you would like go watch it and like a there'd be music and then we would put up our tree That's and light so it that crazy. night. So it was December 1st back in our day.
1: I was also just thinking how weird it is and, and maybe I've finally aged myself, but how strange it is that we officially didn't dress up for Halloween. And I know obviously the fact that we weren't celebrating or going out due to the pandemic makes sense, but also, we just didn't dress up, and I feel like I that's so sad. Also, for you, like typically you're you're doing all the makeups and all the crazy, you know, vibes. How did that make you feel missing out on that? Did you still do a lot of Halloween themed stuff or no? Absolutely not one. Wow. Yeah, no, it was actually like kind that's of sad. sad. I know. So
0: Halloween is the one holiday that I actually do really like. And I do get excited for it. And I also feel like being here in Toronto, it's kind of like the final hurrah of being able to go out in the city because by the time you get to New Year's, either people are back home and not in the city or people are on vacation or it's snowy and you're not like going out and really doing things at that level or like dressing up because it's physically too cold to be in a little dress or something like that. So I feel like Halloween is really the final hurrah here. And obviously, you know, I love makeup and special effects makeup. So I feel like it's my time. Yeah. And even with work stuff, like I film normally so many videos about it and it just gets me in the right mood. And I was, as Tori would say, unmotivated and uninspired. And <laughs> I think we spoke about
1: that in the last podcast. And then we just disappeared for two weeks. We're like, We're which, which makes sense because yeah. it went from, I'm un. No, I think I was saying that I was unmotivated. No, no, We're I was motivated, but I was motivated, but uninspired. Yes. But what I want to say is I think our motivation is well, remained, but the inspiration has returned. I have to say, I was telling Tor as soon as I got
0: here, I was like, I am ready to shoot the podcast. (laughs) Like some days we'll go and I'm like, Tor, I need like, your support. Like, I don't know if I have it in me. That's my classic line. I don't know if I have it in me. And then you're like,
1: Jacqueline, just, which it. is also so weird. Cause I've never felt that way, but maybe that speaks to the fact that I just think I can talk out of my ass anytime yeah. of any day. Well, and I
0: agree in the sense that I do think that's both of our skill sets. It's just literally talking shit about nothing about <laughs> ourselves. That's our slogan after all. But I think part of it is lately I've become so hyper aware of how Little substance I'm
1: saying, so mm-hmm. it almost affects my performance, and I'm like, that's so sad, but also, so just be better. You know, our original <laughs> quote of be better, of life, just be better, Jack. Bring more to the table, but we have lots to bring to the oh table. Oh my god, today. there's so much! So, yeah, wrapping up Halloween, super sad. I didn't do any
0: new looks. I was trying to recycle a bunch of my looks on my social and like act as if it was a well, new that's piece maybe of content. Why you're confused because I thought I saw Good. stuff, but <laughs> that, was, that was like the game plan, but you're like
1: this is from 2015. Yeah,
0: no, I was just like not really inspired by anything, and I if I had a more distinct distinct. distinct look or something that I wanted to do. I would have still, but I truly, I'm very much so like if the passion's not there, my art will not be that good. And I know that about myself. So I just didn't have a specific vision. And then we weren't dressing up on actual Halloween. It was us and two other girlfriends. Problem. We watched
1: Hocus Pocus or Halloween Town? Hocus Pocus. Yeah.
0: Neither of us had seen it, which I feel like is a very large faux pas. Well, it was
1: controversial within the small friend group that we were with because it's, I mean, obviously a very famous Halloween movie. Very strange that none of us had ever seen it. It was really cute though. I feel like it. it I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was really
0: good. But sad that we were sitting there. Actually, we were looking like this. We just had PJ's on and we ate olive oil cake, which felt very Instagram and trendy of us. So good. Someone so asked delicious. me the other day
1: if I made that and I said, do you know me at all? <laughs> I obviously did not make that cake. Well, it comes from Planta for anyone in Toronto. You can literally just order it online. Yeah. But... Someone asked me if I handmade it. I go, you clearly are not. Absolutely not. Yeah, not my friend if you, don't, if you think I'm hand-baking I was hand baking thinking
0: cakes. about it, though. So the olive oil cake, if you haven't seen, like, what, Kylie Jenner? she the I reason like that Courtney it's famous? I feel like
1: Kardashian's actually the one that brought it oh, to speed. okay. Yeah. So
0: whatever. The Kardashian energy has made olive oil cakes have a resurgence of popularity. And it basically is, like, a very dense, I would almost say banana bread-like cake. And I guess it's just, yeah. just made with
1: a lot of oil, like olive oil. It just reminds me of a, almost like a lemon pound cake. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, sort of a more of a bread. Yes, which is why a, I loved it. Yeah. It was, like, a
0: bready, like, not too sweet, but the perfect level of sweetness, yeah. but just... It is a phenomenal uh, cake.
1: Don't know what else to say about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm actually a little, like, oh, now I want it, and we don't have it, so... Moving swiftly along. That was our Halloween evening. Well, then by, yeah, November 1st, we literally jumped back and had a roast and then had that be the setup of the Christmas tree, which is why I said our friend group moves too quickly along through the seasons, but it was super fun. Honestly, Christmas is such good vibes. So if you can extend it by a few weeks of happiness, I'm totally aligned with that.
0: Yeah, I think I agree. I also would rather see someone have the early Christmas tree set up versus the late tear down.
1: I mean, I'm both. When I'm, do you take down the tree? I think Meg and I got had a competition last year and by end of February it was gone. Stop. It was up for 2 months after yeah, Christmas? I think so. does it not just I like, think I was a little better maybe last year, but 2 years ago, I mean, there was definitely a moment Oh, it stayed up too long. I'll oh. put it that way.
0: I hate that. No, <laughs> well, whatever. You don't even have one. I know. I'm like the. Do Grinch. you
1: want one? Um, I think
0: if I had the space, I would definitely like like right. to decorate. I just am in a very tiny condo, so I have considered like have you a seen a little one? tabletop like yeah. literally like it's a live little mini tree. It's just like a little baby. So I think I would do maybe something like that. That's funny. Definitely down the line if I ever like have a bigger space. It's not that I'm opposed to like the decor and stuff. I just one don't have the place to store it when yeah. it's not in use, and then two. I use my house as a studio, which we will get to more later today. And I need all the space I can get. So. No, that makes sense. But yeah. I, I can see this and go, damn, Christmas is here. Like, I yeah, like the this, tree. I mean,
1: it's perfect for the space, for sure. Someone came into my, my friend came into my condo the other day. She goes, oh my God, Christmas is here. Like, it's it's definitely a, a statement, but yeah. I'm happy to make the statement. And I think once it gets cold
0: out, there is just like a cozy, almost like familiar nostalgic energy of a tree. I need
1: an affiliate code on this bad boy because I think I've sold this tree to like five friends this year. Is it Canadian Tire? Yeah, it's just Canadian Tire but it's like a seven point five feet, so it's tall and mm. pre lit, so it makes your life easy. But I feel like that's another point of controversy
0: for the real Christmas goers. It's like, do you do a real tree? I've, I've I've never had a real yeah, tree. Yeah, so we grew up I just up don't know the, the difference
1: because I like my my family has uh, asthma, you know, <laughs> you and know, like and like allergies. So like, we just never had you know a real what tree. Always makes me think
0: of so a Christmas movie we would always watch growing up was Elf. Well, yes home alone as well, but also Christmas vacation. And in that movie, they like chop down a real tree. And at one point in the movie, there's like a squirrel that has been like living in the tree and attacks. So like oh my it's gosh. the funniest movie ever. So I always just imagine like, Oh my God, if I have a real does that mean, there's going to be like bugs or animals. Like, right. I just, but then you get the fresh pine smell. So it's like a toss up, but I'm scared of squirrels. So that really deterred me as a child.
1: <laughs> I love that. <sighs> this is funny.
0: early at potty. Anyway, so yeah, we are fully in the Halloween, I mean the Christmas spirit, and we will be for the next four months from the sounds of it. Um, anyway, speaking of small space and no room to have your Christmas tree, today I really just go, oh yes, I do live in a very small condo in Toronto. And again, I'm very blessed to be living in a great city like Toronto, but... <laughs>
1: But the square today footage I was realized not enough today. I live
0: in a shoebox. A, shoe box. a cute, little, <laughs> cute little condo, cozy. Um, and I love my place, but it's definitely interesting when I work out of my home a lot. And today was my first proper, I would say, COVID photo shoot. Not to make it sound trendy, but um, I've done a few outdoor photo shoots and other types of things. But today there were actually some crew members coming to my house. They were like in full PPE, like covered. Yeah. And um, they were setting up more of the technical back end and basically getting a zoom call that had the exact stream for the cameras they cameras had or they had a live view of what the cameras were seeing so they could be like that shot's not right change this
1: and it's crazy that that's happening more and more i saw even kylie jenner on her live stream or on her youtube channel was showing shots and yeah the directors were just virtually there yeah it's so crazy so the whole team the director the producer literally like 15 other people were just
0: in this Zoom call watching from the live stream of the cameras and there was really only two crew members at my actual house. Right. So I was like very confused, I guess, how it was all going to come together. And I was... <laughs> Let me just preface by saying the shoot went great. The team was lovely and I'm really glad it all like worked, worked out. out? And I'm excited yeah. to see the final product. And... um, But what was funny is that I didn't really actually know much of the information going into it in the sense that like I didn't know all the details of like the call times of like some of the names of the people who were coming like things like like that scale of gear yeah from the sounds of it they were like oh we're basically just going to set up one of our cameras so it's consistent because basically for a bit of context it was going to be a split screen at some point with something they've already shot so they wanted it to look consistent which i totally get right and um (laughs) that's really funny what i just saw an alert from tracy saying remember repost that on tiktok i would have forgotten that's a whole other topic, which bank this thought so we can talk about it later. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know if it's, no, I wouldn't say burnout, but I've been had so many things in my mind lately. I've been forgetful, which that is not, I'm not that way at all. Right. And there's been a couple of things last month that I go, oh fuck, like I completely didn't even realize I messed up. Yeah. And that makes me go. I think it's busyness. I think yeah. it's just like,
1: it's not top of mind because there's a lot to juggle. I, I
0: agree. Yeah. Um, anyways, so back to the story. So they arrive, and I, again, I was thinking it would be maybe one person with like a camera and their tripod and maybe a light or two just to help light it. But I didn't. To <laughs> that my house was getting turned into an actual studio. And keep in mind, I had sent them my floor plan before. I had sent them my setups that I normally will do for videos. And I yeah. kind of had preface. I live in a small space. I make it work in certain ways. Here's a bedroom setup, here's a clean backdrop, and here's more of a kitchen, like lifestyle setup. And um I think they maybe were surprised with how petite of a place um I was. Well, because photos with. can be deceiving, totally. right? Um, but yeah, so they arrive and they had three giant dollies with them. Oh, no. First of all, I only thought it was one person arriving. It ended up being two. Again, they were both lovely. Like shout out to them, actually. Um, and they made it work in such a small space because I'm sure they were just as like, oh, how are we supposed to do what we need to do now? Right. So they start pushing in three giant like. Trolley, Are they trolleys or dollies? I think they were both. I don't know if they can be both. It was both. It felt like both. And we're talking giant tripods, like full lighting, silks for all the blinds. And I tell you, my entire house had to get rearranged because the setup they wanted, like there was a couch in the way. So the couch got moved. And then the kitchen table ended up going out of my balcony. And then like everything got moved. And... The beauty of this, if I'm trying to stay positive, is I just gave it the best vacuum. Like, I hadn't moved some of those big furniture pieces in a while. <laughs> the, the
1: cleaning is totally, what you got it. Yeah, of I this. was like, I
0: got a good little Dyson. Um, the only thing that didn't move in my house was my bed. <laughs> Everything else got moved I eventually. I can that. And, um... The team, yeah, they were they were great and they made sure that it all got set up back to the way it was. But it just kind of made me realize that, oh,
1: this maybe should have been shot in a studio. Because it also made me hyper aware of like... Something you think th- about it off the top. Because it's funny, like I'm, yeah. I know we go through this process all the time. But like sometimes you cannot learn the lesson until you've actually lived through the mistake. Completely. But have, did you think about it off the top to even flag to the brand, hey, let's get a studio? Or were you always just like, ah, I guess we can make this work? Yeah,
0: no, I think they had, I can't remember exactly all the logistics. I'd have to go back, but I'm pretty sure they're like, hey, we're kind of scaling it down. Typically we'd be in studio with the whole team, but we're trying to do it remotely. Are you comfortable if someone comes to your house to shoot something? But then right. we'll have the whole other team remote. So I, it's made it sound like it, it was It makes it sound almost easier for you, but well, in the end same. it
1: wasn't. I didn't really. realize that
0: it was going to be, can we use your house to become the studio? <laughs> like it was like a, just a little Chocolate different-
1: Corpse Inc. is now the studio space as well. So
0: long story long, we ended up getting the shots, but it was... That is very It definitely, yeah, it was one of those things where it made a learning experience in the sense that I was like, probably in the future, it would... I would request that to be done in a studio because it just made me also the worst version of myself in the sense that I'm like, oh, you just scratched my leather poof. Do you mind not scraping that thing? Yeah, like, it's and not hard. that they're trying to be reckless, no, but it's course. hard when you're in a
1: tight space. There's so much gear that accidents, mm-hmm. you'll bump into things, things will get spilled over. Well, and it's just, easier to stay professional when you're in a professional setting. As soon as someone's in your house, your, your yeah, guard is like, immediately different totally. because you're in your space. Yeah.
0: So that was an interesting experience. It all went good, but... Yeah, definitely just made me go, oh, I'm also just like a little bit of a control freak. And it was weird yeah. to have people in my house moving. Like, they would unplug. So I was like, oh, be careful. That's a diffuser. That's full of water. Like, don't, like, and then I was like, oh, am I being now like annoying? But, but then it made me get in my head like, a bit more. Oh, yeah, I was like, well, at one point, I think it's something just had like gotten, a bit uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, anyways, it's all good. Made me realize that I, I mean, I've always known I'm a bit of a
1: control freak, yeah. but I was like, oh. Have you but ever then, had someone shoot at your house? Or yeah, I have. Here? I was trying to think of that too, but it was not, not this your, condo. It was my previous condo when I had. Well, there's a difference, I think, when it's your yeah, house. Yeah, I think when if yeah. owning the space, no, I haven't. Mm-hmm. If it's only ever been like studio space. And honestly, after hearing this story, I don't even think I would allow it mm-hmm. in any capacity. Because it is that like comfort level. And it's so funny because I was saying to Jacqueline, there's the other side of this, which is the cruise side of this. And I was telling Jack that Adam was on a big uh, commercial on Friday and he was basically, <laughs> he was basically doing the reverse. Exa- the reverse like he was Can the one. imagine if
0: Adam was the one that showed up at my house? I was like
1: you're shooting this Adam? I know but it's yeah. just so funny because I know from his perspective it's exactly what Jacqueline's saying but again from his side of the world so he's like I'm showing up with all my gear. I'm overly prepared. I'm setting up all these lights. I've made maybe too much gear. Cause I'm trying to be overly totally. prepared. I'm dragging things into the condo. I'm trying to start early. So I have a setup time. Like they were, Jack was saying they may have tried to change the call time and she's like, no, no, look, I can't do it. And Adam was doing the exact same <laughs> thing, but from the crew's perspective. So I find that very funny too. Cause it's like, We do have to remember it's such a collaborative job we're all in and it's like everyone is trying to just do their job to the best capacity. That's like everyone's just like
0: protecting themselves and I can appreciate that in the best way. Like They're like, oh, we want to make sure we have enough time to set this up so we want that extra hour. And then on the reverse, I'm protecting myself in the sense that I need to shoot something earlier. I can not have you in mental mental health. Sure, sure. I need
1: to sleep or whatever it is. No,
0: it is. And it's also I think a good refresher though in the sense because I am so used to, of course, not making anything to that grand of a scale, but I'm so used to being on my own schedule my own pace hey I know what I want to do I don't have to discuss the shot or discuss how it's going to look I know what I want I just execute I know whereas there's a lot more okay the director wants this and they want to make sure the client who's also watching hey are you okay if she squeezes the product that way like all those minuscule things that yeah. I have the luxury of like we I are just know in what the I true want.
1: bed of luxury in our jobs in the sense that for any organic content that we create, it's absolutely mm-hmm. up to us in whatever capacity we want to talk about it. It was so funny. This is a nice segue into what we were going to chat about, which is that I had launched some YouTube videos, which is hilarious to say, and uh, in one of my videos this week, I was talking about Belly Busters, which is just like a sub place that I enjoy, yeah, like the very, sandwiches, very right? random, but like, like Subway, but like Subway, better. and kind of like, yeah, like a drunk eats place that people go in high school, whatever, so it's like nostalgic for me, and I was chatting about the sandwich in the video, anyways, it was so funny, because my dad then, a few days later, he said, Oh, Tori, I loved that you spoke about, um, belly busters in your video. That's so cool that they sponsored you. And I go, what do you mean? And he's like, well, just the way you were talking about it and like holding the sub and like hugging the sub. And I was like, no no like simply a love affair with the sub. like this was yeah. not sponsored and to be fair like my dad doesn't really understand like ftc guidelines slash like disclosure so like yeah. to him the way i was speaking of the product felt so must have been a partnership yeah like he just was like oh my god like yeah. that's so cool and i was like firstly this is my first youtube video so that's hilarious if you think it's already <laughs> sponsored by not only any company but a subway company <laughs> like feels on brand but also just Ooh. hilarious But I thought that that was kind of a funny insight because it's so true. It's like when we're talking about a product organically, we get to decide how excited we are about it Mm -hmm. or how we feel with it or how we touch it or show it off or whatever um but yeah when clients are involved it becomes this very weird dance you know like they're trying to figure out how mm. to integrate we're trying to figure out how to keep it organic it's it's kind of this funny world totally
0: and that's exactly what i was talking about with the director as soon as we hop on the call he's like i'm honestly i just want to let you know like i'm so fascinated by all of you who work in the more influencer or digital space like the amount of output you have is insane mm. and i mean true which like yeah and i guess we don't really think of it that way because it's just like oh well i'm gonna vlog this just and arch- then I'll- Make a TikTok, and I'm gonna obviously shoot a photo while I'm there. Like you you kind of tick all the boxes, right? And he's like, "Yeah." Like the amount in one day, the
1: amount of like exports you got from the day is so crazy. It's funny because, like in in that same vein, it it's actually exhausting when you think about it. Like why? And we briefly had this conversation on the weekend too. But it's like, why does something? not why, that's not, it, it should, but <laughs> it's shocking that content exists in so many different forms. Like, yes, you can have this like cut down of a vlog that lives on TikTok. Then you can have a real vlog that lives on YouTube. Then you can have a photo driving to the vlog that lives on Instagram. Then you can have Instagram stories of the behind the scenes of like, it's just like how many And then you have to decide how to roll it out. Well, exactly. How to roll it out. What the cool strategy, strategy yeah. of rolling it out. Yeah. We were talking about this too. Like I was saying one of my struggles immediately that I'm finding with just any content living on YouTube is how to I keep it relevant where it feels like when I'm living my day on Instagram, that stories are going live or things are so instantaneous because there's no pre or post production necessary. But with YouTube, there's so much more time that goes into it. And it's like, how do you keep it relevant? Yeah. How do you tell the story so that you can at least drive traffic to something else? Like, how do you basically keep an audience member so engaged that they're going to essentially care about every single piece of output output? Yeah, and not be like, oh, well, I saw that two days ago on her Instagram. Right. Like, you have to now have a
0: new storytelling angle or, like, right. something that's more value than right. just what that Instagram post. Was. Like, yes. And it's so weird, too, because then it almost takes it all away from what, at its core, social media was designed to do. And it was supposed to take out that more, like, corporate level of, like, marketing and strategy. But, of course, there is going to be a strategy because it's yeah. a huge tool to drive consumerism. But yeah. it is so crazy because it's, like, it's so almost – it gets so far removed from what it should be, which – a YouTube... I guess so, yeah. But I get what, it, though. In what way? Like, I mean, like, the core of what Instagram stories... It was supposed to be something fun in the moment. You're not thinking about it. You're just posting, like, no filters. It's just oh, like... Oh, you just mean, like, this... The level of curation I guess we have so. now, and then and now you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna save that Instagram story. Wait to mm-hmm. roll out a teaser for the YouTube video, yeah, which will then drive traffic to that. But then the different TikTok audience will have this other piece of information. But then I'll drive the rest of that story to go
1: on my Instagram post Like it's all this. It's a giant web, right? It's a you're giant. Like, web. Oh my god, what is this? Like, and then it also makes you realize, like, what's right? Like what? And and I and I don't think anyone really knows the answer unless they've mm-hmm. you know figured it out. Sort of like I would say maybe a David Dober because I like to talk about him. But just in the fact that I do think for a long time there he was pretty much exclusively telling the stories on YouTube. Yeah. I think only because of COVID now he's he's more active I, on yeah. on Instagram. But but people kind of I guess decide where the value add is and where they're gonna where they're gonna live. But I think it's hard when you're trying to cross promote or trying to build an audience in a new way. Like how yeah, how do you decide how that content rolls out? Well, it's very interesting.
0: Totally, and that's the weird thing too because. Yeah, you see someone that's maybe more or 100% YouTube and they just barely supplement on other platforms. Right. But then on the other hand, you have the industry saying, if you're not diversifying, you're not doing it right, diversify your platforms, get on everything. Like Basically, don't do it all on one platform. So it's like... And that's the thing. There's no answer when it comes to like social strategy. Like, I like no.
1: and I guess everyone goes about it their own way or tells their stories in mm-hmm. their own way. But it definitely is is interesting. <laughs> so are you are you loving the YouTube? No, world? I do like it. I have to say it it does it. That is what it feels like a whole other world. It really mm-hmm. does. Like as someone that also I didn't necessarily other than my like favorite favorite creators. Like I know we chatted briefly about like mm-hmm. Claudia Salewski. Like th- that's maybe someone that if she had posted oh, swipe up to check out my vlog. Like, I would totally do that. Mm -hmm. Um, David Dobrik. Like, there's definitely examples, and I definitely enjoy the longer-form video, but I wasn't, like, incessantly obsessed with YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. So I find it really interesting now, like, the storytelling aspect of it, but then even just the back end. Like, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this is just not what I'm used to. It's not what I understand. It's, like, very in-depth. Like, here is your watch time. Here is your... Like, it's just things that... I mean, I guess you get that information on Instagram as well, but it definitely just feels like a new world but mm. i enjoy it i mm. like it and i think it's cool already like i was seeing just even on my first video i like that it gives you so much information and for anyone that's out there that maybe wants to start a youtube it's like good insight to know that you can just literally go for it i guess like there's nothing stopping you i think there was you know it just is time consuming um but one of the cool things was just showing, yeah, like, how did people find this video? And just the percentage of, like, did someone just find this because they clicked on another video that yeah. this was related to? And that's interesting on YouTube. Like, that's a whole other thing. Like, that I doesn't know. really happen on Instagram. No, exactly. It's so crazy. It's not like, you liked this, so now you're going to like this. But that's crazy that YouTube is so smart that it can push that out. Exactly. And even just being, like, like
0: I always find it fascinating to be what percentage of my subscribers watch the video versus people who are not subscribed. Yeah. Like, people who, like, that don't must, care. That must just be have- so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, why did that video drive more strangers Weird. to click on it
1: versus. And why did so little of my core audience. But do you like, know that or no? Like, yeah, do you it tells end up, you that. No, I know it tells you that, but do you oh. ever find out why? Like, will it say boot? Like, like. I, I guess it wouldn't, right? Like you're just getting yeah. those, you're getting tidbits of information, but you can't necessarily compute what that means. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah okay. Like your
0: subscribers liked that last, so they didn't watch it. And you're like, okay, so did they not like the thumbnail? Like, or did they not? Did they see stop? It? Exactly. Did they stop and then scroll by? Like, right. that's where I feel like TikTok something about, cause I think it actually has something to do with how much you, like how many times you watch it on loop. If you click to the, go to the comments, yeah. it is tracking all that. So it knows, okay, she's going to watch a full video. If it's talking about a vegan food recipe yeah whereas when it's someone else's vlog she might only watch the first five seconds and then scroll right it actually tracks like the literal finger movement on the screen and where that's going what they go to click next whereas i i don't know if youtube does that like at least i don't have access to see that but i think that's also why tiktok's algorithm is so next level because it knows you like no
1: other device I know. Or platform. It's, yeah, it's so crazy. It's crazy, yeah. It, it's, it's it humbles me. It really humbles me to um, be at the beginning of it and to also just see, I also, not that I didn't know this because, of course, I did in so many other capacities and in the way I was already creating content, but it, it humbles me to know how hard these people are ultimately working. Like, I think, again, only giving more credit to creators where it's due because, it's just so time-consuming. Like, the the, the shooting mm-hmm. of it, maybe not as much, but, like, the post-production, the editing, yeah, the finding of the thumbnail, the deciding what the, that thumbnail's gonna look like, the description box, linking all the things. Like, it's not as simple as... I don't know. It's not as simple as, oh, my God, you're a mm-hmm. YouTuber? Or, like, whatever. Well, I was...
0: That's so funny you say that. Like, obviously, yes, completely agree. And it was so interesting because I have a video editor now. And shout out to Megan. She's absolutely incredible. And she does, I would say, 90 to 95% of my videos yeah. now. And how it works, she'll basically send me the working timeline. I'll do the final watch through, add any little tweaks if I need to. And then I'll still do all the metadata and do, like, the thumbnails, obviously, all of that stuff. Right. Just because and, you still enjoy that or just because it feels more personal? Um, a little bit of both. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I, and I just like to have that like a Why little is bit it of called a touch? metadata I've never like um I don't know that's just like like just it's, what it's called yeah I, like that's more like um like yeah, when you add in your tags and you do, yeah. like, okay, a card is going to pop up here. Okay, the ad is going to go here. I, in this type of ad, like, all of those right. little, like, the details, like, more of the back-end stuff.
1: Huh. Um, metadata.
0: Metadata. You'll i learn think, something I mean, new every day. I'm, now you're making me question, like, is metadata not what it's called? I'm pretty sure that's what it's called. Um, I mean, you've been doing this a long time, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> she just <laughs> made just language. I'll do the metadata. <laughs> like, <laughs> me trying <laughs> to sound smart. I'll do all the metadata. <laughs> 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 and then we no. find out metadata is not a thing. Not not but um, But then, anyways, it got me thinking because I go, damn even though now i have a video editor who saves me 10 hours minimum on yeah. each video i still spend a good hour and a half it's once a long time. she like from when she sends me the final video at least an hour and a half from the time of physically watching it through adding my tweaks in making a thumbnail at minimum takes me 30 minutes then deciding, okay, what's the most like, yeah, strategic way to title it. Then I go to Google Trends and I go, okay, what's more clickable is yeah. workout routine more clickable or fitness routine. Yeah. Oh, people are typing in workout more than fitness. Right. And, like
1: doing all of that. And then, okay, description, linking all the items. Yo, Try- the linking, like I did like a small oh, haul the other day yeah. and I wanted to link the items. And then I was like, why am I linking the items? I know, And that's the thing. <laughs> so, so many people just like won't. And I don't know what it is in my brain that goes, I have to. No, like, I, 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 I want agree. When I want like to, you to. And also you go back to what you want as a consumer. And I know that when I watch videos and if I look down at the description and that one thing they talked about is not dis- in the description, exactly. it actually makes me angry. Yeah, it bothers me. Yeah. Same. So as a consumer best practice, I'm like, okay, if I'm creating, I need to be following what I would want mm-hmm. to be seeing as a consumer as yeah. well.
0: And I also always think of it as like a missed opportunity. I
1: agree especially with YouTube it seems it seems so weird and already like my views are nothing so this does not give any insight but I find the like click-through rate even on YouTube is very different than like even TikTok Instagram Mm -hmm. like it's just I think because it is longer form and there's this idea that they're like maybe hyper engaged in what's going on because they're tapped into your life. Yeah. But it just is different. Yeah. And I think also too, something about the idea of YouTube, people in their brain expect it to be
0: more of a moment. And a lot of people, when they're looking through stories, they're like not engaged. They're just killing time. They're not looking to be sitting for a long form piece of content. Right. So, It seems way more of like a moment to be like, I'm going to swipe up and now watch a 20-minute video. Like, I completely agree. Like, majority of my views Mm -hmm. are never driven through resharing on my Instagram stories. Yeah. Because people just, like, aren't in that mindset of like, oh, I want to watch. Like, no, I'm trying to watch quick stories. Totally. So it is. I know. It's so weird. And I don't. I mean, I'd be curious. Everyone listening. What makes you... Like, how do you watch your YouTube videos in the sense that... Yeah. Do you go through your subscription feed? Because I actually never go through my subscription feed. I go through the recommended tab. Yeah, recommended. And sometimes I look at the trending... Usually
1: I just look up, like, people I like. Is that bad?
0: No, I mean, it... it that's what I find fascinating. That's what's is my Everyone's, pattern to me is not how you would use it or it's not how someone else would use it. Because I'm sure someone else would say, Oh, I don't even have a YouTube account. I just know you've posted from when I see it on your stories. Yeah. So it's like... That's the thing. You have to be aware that your truth is not everyone's truth. Like, I used to be very... I would only subscribe to, like, a few people, so that way my subscription feed was every single oh. video I wanted to see.
1: Now I subscribe to probably, like, a thousand different channels. So I like, think I'm only subscribed to you, which is you and David. It's really funny. <laughs> oh, my God. Because An it's honor. funny, because I literally just wasn't ever yeah. on that account. So when I watched videos, I basically wasn't logged in. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I was just on, on YouTube. YouTube, but yeah, I yeah. wasn't, like functioning as me because I wouldn't like comment on things or whatever. Anyways, yes. So a template already exists for someone like me to follow where I get to now, yeah, look up to my favorite creators and say, okay, you've created this framework And now I get to basically use that as inspiration and hopefully then, because the reality is, I don't know how anyone just starting out is coming, like, and I don't think this is the reality anyways, but coming out and, and yeah, reinventing the wheel. Like, I think the point is with YouTube or, or the way I'm experiencing it so far is that you need to find your own rhythm and like example, like how you edit or like what the, what your fonts are, like all these small little things that you don't know right off the bat Mm because you're just playing and you're trying to figure it out And then I think as time goes on, you can start to actually create a brand out of it and have a whole idea about it. But I guess my point is the framework exists so that you can be inspired. And yes, you don't have to reinvent the wheel to be on YouTube.
0: Well, and I think that's like a nice thing to also just understand on a personal level because I know it can be daunting. And even back, I mean... I guess you could argue maybe it's more daunting also back in the day because it was weirder. Like, at, at yeah, back in now 24, it's like almost too trendy. it's almost trendy. like less, not like, it's less shocking in the sense. Like, I, I feel like at the time people would have been like, oh my god, Jacqueline's making a video. Like, it's like yes, a weird thing that people yes. would have like talked shit about. I know, I find that
1: funny. Like, most of the big YouTubers now say that. Yeah. Which, I mean, I never, like, was bullied for, like, I, but I specifically waited
0: until I was out of high school to do it. Right. But I, I knew I wanted to make a channel, like, in grade nine, but I was like, no fucking way I'm making a channel in, like, yeah. in high school. I was no, too, like, course. not embarrassed, but I just, like, was like, no, not my time to shine, you yeah. know? Um, whereas now it's, like, very common in a good way, though. But I do think that is a nice piece of information to kind of tell yourself to almost self-soothe because you can go, hey, like, no one's looking for me to do something crazy. No one, like, the, st- the bar isn't that high in the sense yeah. that, like... Like, I am
1: I think the barriers to entry, like, we actually place them on ourselves. I agree. You know? And that's the thing, and a lot of people, you don't know how many people will be like, Jacqueline, can we hop on a FaceTime? I'd love to chat through some YouTube ideas.
0: Can I just, like, have your creative right. input? And so many times, I've heard, a mil- and, like, this is a classic thing, of, like, I hear a million reasons why you can't, and they can barely come up with one why they should. Right. And my thing is always, like, I don't care if it's, like, good. I don't care if it's shot on your iPhone on selfie yeah. mode. I literally don't care. Show me, post video. Like, just do it. Just do it. I know. And that was the thing, too. Like and I, I get it, though, because I know, like, you want to make it perfect. So it's, like, I do see both sides. But yeah. now being on this side, the advice I would tell anyone is just, like, just do it.
1: Yeah. And I think, also, it 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 just depends on, like, getting to the right place. Like, I think even two years ago, I didn't have the back-end um, skills to do videos like realistically like I don't think I remember when I first started dating Adam and like I would make him edit like the most simple Instagram clip like I just had no idea what final cut was I had no Mm. idea like I just didn't get it and I actually the podcast has been a great example Mm. of like getting me into that world because it's like small little audio things or things that I never would have been aware of yeah that now I feel like more in tune with so I don't know thank you Potty Talk talk thank you pot talk for bringing me the education to now launch YouTube no it is super fast. It's a it's it's exciting though. I am excited. Yeah, it's a it's a process. I mean, I but I guess that's just that's the a never-ending part of any career is like you shift and you decide and then you just go for it. Balls to the walls. <laughs> hey, yo! On that note, I think we should do some roses and thorns. I've
0: missed doing them. I love our gratefulness game, and yes. I think we should reflect. Love that. Do you want to go first? I mean, I guess. Okay, a thorn is gonna be that. I think I got little scratches on my floor today, mm. which I'm really sad about. Yes. <laughs> um, a rose is that I was in the mood to throw in the towel when I had called you at 3.05, I think. I, I go, held you accountable today. And I was today. like, Tora, I'm so sorry. It's running late. I haven't even eaten. I have no makeup on. I will, I'm not even ready in the mind space to do the podcast. And you're like, well... We set this time. I'm ready, and I go. You're right. I'll be there in an hour. <laughs> and I'm actually so glad that we did this because I was actually really looking forward to filming today. And nice. Yeah, I'm super happy, and this was fun, and I'm glad that we are recording. Another rose is
1: sometimes you just need someone else
0: to pull you out, pull totally. you in, pull you, or you into. Or just like it. say like, "Yo, it's possible. Like, get over yourself. Like, right? Life is okay. Yeah, like, just do it. Yeah. Another rose is. We have had the most gorgeous weather lately, like summer kind of weather, which maybe could be a thorn because then you go global warming, but I'm going to take it as a positive and say it, it makes no gorgeous. sense that it's mid-November and it was like 20 degrees. So that always puts me in a good mood. And something I'm looking forward to is this weekend, I'm going to be spending some more time with my cousin and my cousin nice. just came home from England, which maybe we'll dive a bit more in, in another episode, but it's always nice to spend good quality
1: family time. So yeah. That's lovely. What about you? Uh thorn for the day. Oh, honestly, I had such a chill day. I guess the thorn would be that, um, hmm. Wow, that's a crazy stump. <laughs> such a great day. <laughs> No, I've got nothing to say for once in my life. Can we take that in? Um, No, I'm probably something. Oh, you know what? Like a a, a thorn that's not really a thorn, but kind of a thorn. I'm very concerned about this upcoming new season of Gossip Girl that's being reshot. I'm very highly concerned. I don't like the idea of reinventing a classic. Talk about reinventing the wheel. I believe if something is fabulous, it should live on its own. And but it's I'm a money making machine. That's what life is. No, and I get that. But then part of me gets even more frustrated with like Hollywood and like the idea of how we deal with that because there are amazing ways you could have brought that to life in a similar way, but had it not been branded as Gossip Girl. Like it could be a similar story, like Upper East Side, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Even a spinoff. I I think the idea of did you see the photo of them on the Met? No. Okay, so Wait, there was, it, it's not the same it, actors. No. So it went live, I guess, last night. I can't even tell you the amount of people that DM'd this, this to me. What? I think it speaks to the oh, fact I that everyone this. knows I love Gossip Girl. But I got I got like at least five DMs from people being like, "Tori, oh my god!" And it was a it was a photo because now all the paparazzi, like similar to how it was ten years ago when they were filming, now the paparazzi are like f- running after them and, and taking photos as they're shooting. Yeah. So they were on the steps of the Met yesterday, and. Yo, the photo of this cast is like so Gen Z in a great way. Like, are they love trying it? to be like the same, like, similar spirit so of yes, each person? There's like one guy that looks identical to Penn Chuck. Badgley. Oh. And then another guy that love. has Chuck energy. Well, Dan, Penn. And then another girl that has, like, Taylor Momsen energy on the side. Wait, um, can you pull this up? Do you I, have a phone? I don't have it okay, live Okay, I mean, here? Sure. I want to have we a live reaction. A, oh, okay. Um, it just looks like, steps of the Met. Steps of the Met shooting. But it just... It's a thorn for me because I believe so deeply... Like, I'm such a huge fan of the show, and I believe so deeply in what existed in the original. Oh, my God. This is it. You're just going to want to fall over. Oh, my How God. How Z is that? It's like TikTok in an image. Like... And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like I kind of love it. Like it's super skins. Yes. Super like yeah, diverse and chic and cool and like all the right things. I know that guy. Um, I don't know, but doesn't he remind you of Chuck? And then he reminds you of Dan, and then she reminds you of who's who's this guy supposed (laughs) to be? (laughs) That's what I mean. It's Gen Z. Like now we're gonna probably have more like gay representation and Blair and
0: Serena for sure.
1: Absolutely, but then yeah, like I love that they they have more. Sorry, Dove Cameron's boyfriend made think. Oh, okay. I was like, he looks so familiar. But I do love that they have more like edgy, raw, like, you know, they're representing well, at least a whole we have bunch of different in this people. One. Yeah, which I love so that was much. So necessary. So necessary. But I guess my fear is you're reinventing a classic. Now, how are you doing it? Oh my God, that literally it's, is it's, I know. It's literally, guys, look this Aww. up. Like, this is crazy. So, anyways, that is my thorn. But then on the flip side, a rose because Adam, my boyfriend, his friend, um, who is a black female director is directing it. So oh, that gives me hope. Iconic, yeah. So that's like the rose of of like the thorn of the reinvention because like it's so iconic and she literally is like in New York right now and she's directing, which is oh, good wild. For her. So that's amazing. Wait, these pictures are crazy. I know. Yeah, it is kind of weird. It's like,
0: do you remember when they did the Mean Girls like remake or something? I didn't even see it. Like there is almost no, something so nice to, like not touching something and that's when you hear the friends cast talk about do a reboot and they're like it's going to ruin it like it's it a good is. thing. Let it's it just live and let it when die. When something
1: is as iconic as those shows, like even Sex and the City, you don't want it to come back. It's like, it needs mm-hmm. to exist in a silos. It needs to exist on its own, the way it was meant to be made, with the cast that it was made for. So anyways, I, and I hope at the very least and again i have so much faith in this female director and like i know it's going to be dope from from what i have seen and heard yeah. but at the same time as someone who was such a big fan of the show i'm scared i'm like please don't ruin it for me you know what i mean also are these all like nobodies or are these i don't know see like i don't recognize the girl that's kind of iconic to just get cast as like serena 2.0 i know Wow, Adds Emily Aylin. yeah, she looks like kind of like yeah. The male. only one I recognize is him. But uh, see, this is so funny because they had made a huge point in casting the original cast that they were nobodies. Like, yeah. they purposely didn't want famous people. Oh my god, it is so. Are.
0: This
1: is oh my I god! I haven't seen Gossip Girl literally since grade nine. I oh, I was watching it today.
0: Overdue. Whoa, yeah,
1: like. I'm I'm just so concerned oh, but I then excited how, at the like, same time. Oh, it feels. No, I know, but I anyways, that's why it's a Rose Anathorn film yeah. because I'm like I, I have, can accept that. I have so much hope, but I just please do not ruin it for me, directors. Um anyways, Incredible. I guess Rose's Bud is watching that comes it out next year. <laughs> I guess it's a
0: year away, but hey. it will work. Well, potty talk listeners, it was nice to be back. We're
1: so glad
0: and Thank I hope, you for listening. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you wore your PJs and your cozy because this was a long one.
1: This was. Thanks for listening and thank you to our sponsor Bodacious and we will see you in our next episode. Bye everyone. Bye.